Hello and welcome to another week of And In Other News, the podcast where we aim to bring you the lighter side of the week's news. I'm Daisy. And I'm Ellie. And this week we'll be bringing you a story to warm your heart, one story to make you think, and a story that is a little bit wacky as well. You ready? Let's go for it. So this week's first story was in the Liverpool Echo and it was a story about a litter picker who was nearly in tears after a teenager's reaction to him clearing rubbish. So when I saw this headline, I thought it meant that he'd been attacked by teenagers whilst he was litter picking. And actually in the article, he said that there had been some incidents of litter pickers being attacked and that kind of thing, which is obviously awful. But actually what happened was this guy, Steve, was just picking litter and then these two teenagers called Frankie and Katie went up to him offered to give him a fiver for doing so and then ended up just helping him and doing loads of litter picking for him and telling him he was doing a great job which I just thought was really nice because normally when you read about reactions of this kind it's never like that yeah no definitely especially with like you say with the title of the article yeah. in tears that like you're expecting it to be something so much yeah more. clickbait yeah, yeah it really is also not being funny but youths tend to have a bit of a reputation I'm not saying that is justified but no. for littering and leaving rubbish everywhere and you see big groups of actually people of any age leaving massive rubbish in the parks and stuff especially now that we can meet up outside it's just awful so it's a really lovely that there's people like Steve that are willing to go and spend their time litter picking and also lovely Mm -hmm. that there are young people that are equally passionate about it and the side note he's going to give the fiver to charity bless him yeah that's really sweet as well yeah I think especially in the last couple of weeks it's been like the weather's getting hot and everyone every Mm. day is like just complaining and posting pictures of parks where there's just been absolute filth left behind. Yeah. Which is not very heartwarming. But (laughs) yeah, these teenagers, they're giving teenagers everywhere a good name, which I think is necessary because there's not much else that teenagers get a good name for. You're not wrong. We love a good intergenerational friendship on uh, the pod. We really do. (laughs) Probably get you crying within about five minutes. Yep. So I just think, no, it's really lovely when... When normally you'd feel uncomfortable around strangers, it's nice when you have this kind of interaction that makes things a bit more amicable. Absolutely. My favourite part was when Steve said, oh, I can't take this money, like I'm a volunteer. And then they put it in the bin bag and said, well, now I'm litter, you have to pick it up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that sounds like some kind of smooth hilarious. chat line. Yeah, literally. I was like, oh my gosh, imagine having that confidence. I know. I love it. Imagine having a fiver. <laughs> Honestly, that too. I think it's nice though, because honestly, I don't know about where you live, but where I live, it can get absolutely disgusting. And I never know whether to pick things up anymore because of COVID, but I used to always, always pick things up. And I always try and cut the little screw tops. Oh, yeah, yeah. And always cut can holders. Yeah, yeah um, the little like plasticky, tie yeah. togethery bits. We've got to help the animals. We do. The animals... Even our own environment, like, that's the thing. With recycling and rubbish and litter and that sort of thing, like, long term, yes, if you don't treat it properly, if you don't deal with it properly, it's going to be hurting these animals. But in the short term, you're literally, your own ecosystem that you're living in is getting defaced by the litter. No, you're (laughs) so right. And it just makes it not a nice place to be. It's not good vibes. Not exactly (laughs) it, Days. It is not good vibes. (laughs) Inside. And in other news, this is a story that will hopefully make you think. And it's a story that was in The Guardian this week, an article written by Tim White, about a teacher. And this is not just any teacher. 
This was 2018's Global Teacher of the Year. And Hello. her name is Andrea Zafiraku. So this is global. So out mm. of 100 million teachers that there apparently are on the globe. What? This woman was from Brent in London. So, and she was number one. And she was number one. Why? What did she do? Well, here's where it is. So one of the reasons why she won was because she taught herself one in 35 different languages that all her different students spoke so that Aww. she could at least like greet them in their most familiar language that's lush. i mean that's pretty heartwarming yeah. but yeah the reason this article is relevant is because she's releasing a book and it's called which i really like the title those who can teach oh we love a play <laughs> on a good phrase we do we do so i really hate that phrase i hate it so, yeah. i mean I, I i use it as a joke all the time because i want to be a teacher <laughs> but i just hate it i hate it so much teaching um, is such a skill in its own right literally exactly exactly that there's lots of people in their fields who are and i've seen it. i've had teachers who are like this who are clearly very clever they clearly know their stuff but they can't relay that information in a good way for students no. and like you said the skill of being able to teach is something in itself and also doesn't necessarily mean that you're not skilled within your field as well so this whole journey that andrea has gone on since winning has been a little bit of a made you think kind of vibe in that because she won this award she got one million pounds as like the reward for her. For the, yeah for her to do whatever she wanted with and the day after she won the award she was called and had a meeting with the education minister and got offered to be the face of recruitment for teaching so like probably pay rise in itself and you know a lot of publicity but she was like actually no because i don't think the government has done enough to support the arts in schools. Fair play to her. Yeah, absolutely. She turned it down and then she said, and now I'm going to take my one million pounds and I'm going to do something about it. And she's established a charity that essentially gives schools a, a creative career role model sort of thing. So that students who like, you know, they've got a real skill in something creative, but you know, their parents are like, no, you have to be an accountant or they, you know, think it's too much of a risk to go into a creative industry. They've got real life examples of how, no, that can be a sustainable and supportive career. Oh, that's actually fantastic. Yeah. Because you only ever seem to hear news about how the arts are being cut or the arts are being underfunded mm. or the arts are being treated as if they're not important. And so when you hear something like this, it's like, yes, this is Absolutely. what we need. Yeah, she's really, she's out there doing it for everyone. Because much like when people say, oh, if you can't do it, teach. It's very much the same as people say, oh, well, if you can't do it, just take drama or whatever, which is once again, a skill completely in its own right. Yeah. And another point that she makes about like just one of the many reasons why the arts are important to her and why she thinks they're important in general is because in school specifically is with her kids of whose languages that she's learning 35 different languages. A lot of the kids that she teaches English is their second language. And in subjects like textiles and music, and art those kids are playing on a more level playing yeah. field because yeah. more universal they're not having to yeah exactly exactly i wish she was my teacher literally she was just coming up with so many bars she was like it's not about targets and league tables it's about the children like, oh my gosh 
You're so right. <laughs> you are so right. She's number one global teacher of the year for a reason. Yes, exactly. What, does she teach high school or primary school? Yes, oh, high school. I bet her students must love her. Yeah, for real. She was saying that after lockdown, she went back to like a crazy class of year eights. They were just like so excited to be back in school. And I bet a big portion of that is down to her. Oh, They're yeah, back absolutely. to being like excited to being supported. And teachers can make or break school really for you, can't they? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's made me happy. Is that warmed <laughs> my heart? That made me think I just want to be one of her lessons now, to be honest. <laughs> And in other news, this story is a little bit weird and wacky. So it's from the Mirror. It's about a village in Yorkshire where there have been reports of cheese being smeared on cars. So basically, it's a really kind of weird form of vandalism. And there was a note (laughs) that's claimed to have been distributed around this village warning residents over incidents of cheese vandalism, is how they put it. (laughs) So basically, there was this note and it said antisocial behaviour. And it says, regrettably, an act of vandalism occurred in Fangfoss recently, teeny tiny village. A number of cars had cheese slices smeared across their windscreens in the village centre. There was no apparent motive. It is so out of keeping with the usual behaviour of local people that we hope it was an isolated act by someone from elsewhere. If you should be a victim or notice any unruly behaviour, please report it to the police. Now, what really struck me about this was, A, why? But also the fact that they had so certain it wasn't someone from their village. Yeah. (laughs) What's to say? Like, is your village of that higher class or whatever that somebody would be above smearing cheese slices? And also, if it is that you think you're too good for that, cheese is quite a spenny thing to be smearing on windows. Mm. But also... It clearly, definitely is someone from their village. Like, who's gonna come? Just a random village that they're not even from and smear cheese on people's yeah, cars. Really, what would be the motive for that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the best part. There was apparently no motive. <laughs> like, is this some like midsummer murders? Actually yeah. insane. I think it's somebody that in 10 years' time wants to be able to be like, that was me, I was the cheese <gasps> man. Yes. It's giving me Jess from Gilmore Girls vibes yeah it's the type of stunt he would pull less to do with the damage to the cars and more to do with yeah. how much it's clearly shaken yeah. everybody in this exactly. like tiny it's village causing such a stir it really reminded me of the Hansforth parish council meeting just that idea of being <laughs> from a really small town and everybody semi-hating each other and getting really agged <laughs> so true yeah. the wording of the note so out of keeping with the usual behavior and then apparently they posted this on Facebook and then all of the cheese puns started rolling in and you all know oh, we love a good no. pun, so... Yes, hit me with that them, I'm e- ready. Is that even vandalism? It's probably just kids with nothing fetter to do. <laughs> Parents couldn't give Edam. Looks like we need to convene the council for the greater Gouda and vandalism with cheese. How mature. All solid, I'd say. It's really good. I didn't expect them to actually make me laugh like that. They are actually really good. What cheese do you think this was? Well, the fact that they're saying cheese slices, I'm picturing like the kind of plastic ones that go in burgers. Yeah, I would have said though, like Dare Lee would have been more effective, but Mm. yeah, Yeah, I do think it must have been a plastic. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, what a nightmare that would be to get off your windscreen. Can you imagine coming out and finding your car covered in cheese? Yeah. I mean, are they covered or is it just like a little smear on the windscreen? Because that's that's what I'm picturing. Depends how much cheese they use, I guess. Mm. Maybe just a a smattering of cheese. Just a little. Light spread. Yeah, a little sprinkle. Yeah. Granted. I might do it to someone. <laughs> if someone gets Ooh. their car 
cheese near me. You heard it here first. <laughs> it was Daisy. It was likely to be me. Go out in the dead of night, dressed in <laughs> camouflage, smearing cheese on people. Yes. Because that's the thing, it is relatively harmless, but like the inconvenience of it is obviously annoying. But then the anonymity, anom- anonymity. anonymity of it makes it so sinister. Yeah. But if you saw someone put cheese on your car or like if you knew who it was and it was just like some mm. revenge because like you cut in front of them in the local Tesco or something. Then like, you know, but if it's, a, you know, a serial anonymous cheese spreader, it is quite. Because know. what's to stop them from going harder, you know, first cheese and they could be going around knifing people's cars. Gosh. It's the, it's the gateway That's spread. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, the residents are lucky that this outsider, was not an outsider, has been going around only smearing cheese. Just a mild inconvenience. I love the passive aggressiveness. I love that it's just a bit annoying and nothing like too drastic. Yeah. And the fact that it's on different occasions as well. Like if it was all in one night, you could just think like, oh, it was just like someone drunk or something and like just did it to a few cars. And at different occasions, that is someone actively going yeah. and getting cheese with the intention to spread. Do you know I've seen someone commented on this article saying it was probably that bloke Lee from round there, Dairy Lee, they call him. <laughs> Another great one. Mystery Lee man, the cheese spreader. <laughs> I'm definitely going to do it round here. I'm going to smear it on the handles of all the Boris bikes. Oh, <laughs> that is a hate crime. Is you indeed. cannot be doing that. In a pandemic as well, people be like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> it's COVID. <laughs> yeah. COVID cheese. Physical embodiment of COVID. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the 10th episode of And In Other News. We've loved having you with us. And make sure you subscribe so you can get notified for when we post the next episode. Bye! Bye! I'm giving up. I'm so conscious of the way I said subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>